It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610 K18547-1610 is the number if you would like to get involved in the program. Robin Ed here on your Friday afternoon. A lot of emails, a lot of phone calls today in regards to the governor's uh, press conference at 2.30 this afternoon where basically he's saying eh, the state of Washington is not going to be ready to get back completely and totally 100% reopen until mid-July. At the earliest. At the earliest, mid-July. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, it's Chris from Richland. Hi, Chris. Got a question and a comment. Question first um, can this, Could the state possibly uh, be responsible for the losses of some of these businesses? In other words, can some of these business owners that go, that fail because of what's happening, can they hold the individuals that responsible who created this situation i know they didn't create the plague but they created the other circumstances that are revolving around it and my statement is have you guys noticed the comparisons that they're using with the deaths on this and what i'm getting at is that all of a sudden they're using they're comparing the deaths in the vietnam war with the deaths of the COVID 19. I've never heard that before any time in the past with the 60,000, 70,000 people we have to die every year with the flu. Uh, well, I don't understand why they're just hyping this up, making it sound worse than it truly is, using those kind of comparisons. Thank you. You bet. You well, know, there's, uh, again, uh, to answer that last part, the reason why, in my humble opinion, is political. I know that it may not have started. I mean, this was a health crisis. But it has quickly turned into a political crisis, uh, depending on which side of the aisle that you're on. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? You're up. Yeah. Hey, um, this has got to be a two pronged approach. Um, obviously, we got a federal lawsuit going in to help us out, but. And just lay it on the line. If we can get 20 to 25 counties to just say, hey, we're moving forward with this. I know Lewis County has. I know Spokane County has. Franklin County stepped up. We get enough counties to step up. It's going to take away his mandate. What's he going to do at some point? We really need the counties here to take a lead in this. He made a a point to say that President Trump couldn't apply a one-size-fits-all. Well, we're looking at the other side of the equation now. He cannot make a one-size-fits-all for this state. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it, but the counties can't overrule the governor. No. Okay, the counties cannot overrule the governor. However, you as a citizen have the ability to make decisions. So if small businesses uh, want to reopen, if other, in, you know, if, if there are a, a large amount of businesses that want to reopen and observe practice guidelines, observe things like that, do it in a safe manner, that sends a larger message to the governor than counties because counties can't turn around and say, well, we're just going to do this. We already saw that happen in Franklin. 
So the counties can't do it. The county governments can't do it. But the people that reside in those counties do have the power to be able to respond in a civil, in a proactive, and in a means that shows that we can do this in a common sense way without putting people at a great risk. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Am I up? You're up. Uh, well, I got a statement. I did, the only thing I got out of Inslee's uh, blah, blah, blah today was that it's shut down for another month till probably July. But what I want to know is, uh, according to data that he likes to use, the suicide rate goes up in times like these. Is he going to be held accountable for those lives? He doesn't. Even su- if it saves one, it's, it's worth it to open it back up. He doesn't Thank look at you. that data. He doesn't look at that data. That data doesn't mean anything to him. He's he he cited that he that those eight hundred people that have unfortunately passed away as a result of COVID nineteen they're not numbers they're people and and his heart is with them but anybody else that may have been a casualty to COVID nineteen without dying to COVID nineteen he's not recognizing that you're up on the bottom line News Radio six ten K O N A your name where are you calling from Hi it's Ryan from Richland What's up Ryan Hey I have a statement it's this. You're right. Uh, counties cannot superside what the uh, state government says, but now I think more than ever, maybe we need to do uh, Liberty State. We need to just break away. Maybe it's time. Just my opinion. I'm sorry. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Thanks for the call, Ryan. Don't Appreciate it. But I, but I think what we are getting from this is that there are a number of states where the legislatures do have the ability to have a say in a stay-at-home order, or I should say exec- in state of emergencies declared by their governor. We are not one of them. It will be interesting to see if that is on the docket come January in the special session. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm Bernie from Lake. Uh, this would be a wonderful thing if our state governor and other people in the government they would depend on how happy the people are with them. Plus, this is a wonderful opportunity to make us a new state over here you know the 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 thought is wonderful but you have to get the state house to sign off on it and they're not going to uh the other thing in order to have any kind of a change or the state of emergency you gotta have a veto proof majority because he will veto it if he's reelected. yeah no ifs ands and buts about it he will veto any attempt to curtail his power the only reason that there was a even a a kerfuffle in michigan was because their legislature is run by yes. Republicans and they have a democratically uh, democratic governor. Let's take, take one more real yeah. quick and then we have to take a break. Yeah. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yes, hello. This is Carlos Morgan. What's up, Carlos? Hey, um, you know, I think our freedoms are being tested and it really should have an asterisk by it. It really, and it should be like really fine print at the very bottom. That says controlled by government. No, that's the bottom line. Yeah, no don't, doubt. Don't disagree with you at all, Carlos. No doubt. No don't doubt disagree at all. With all. We, we, we are moving more and more into, we're moving out of the gray area. We're More and more we're moving out of the gray area with all this. And as more time goes on, you know, people who are normally even keeled and and, you know, not really very emotion-prone, are getting upset. I'm not just talking about me. There's there's a lot of people that uh, that is that are in this boat. we got to take a time out because coming up... We're going to talk with State Senator Mark Schessler. 
This is the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Welcome into the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. It is Friday afternoon. Pleased to have joining us on the program. And uh, uh, it took us it took us a few minutes but we were able to uh, get a hold of the Senate Republican leader, Mark Schessler, from the 9th Legislative District. Thank you for joining us today on such short notice, sir. We really do appreciate the time. Well, great to be back with your listeners and my constituents. Well, Senator, um, according to the governor, uh, we could be looking at uh, maybe, maybe at the earliest, a full reopening of the state by mid-July. Uh, the currently we are sitting in phase one, but industries that he has listed that can operate in phase one, some of them may not be able to operate for another two weeks. Um, at, at what point in time with this do we get, uh, because we know there are many Washingtonians, I'm sure many in your district, many in eastern Washington that you've heard from, uh, that have had enough, and they don't want to lose their livelihoods, they don't want to lose their businesses, they don't want to lose their homes, they don't want to lose uh, so many things that they have worked hard for over the course of their life as a result of one man's opinion and one man's war that he believes he is waging on a virus that apparently isn't doing the same damage anywhere else other than Washington State. Uh, what are your thoughts on where we're at right now, Senator? Well, I would say my email is really close to 100% of the public wants the door opened up more than Governor Inslee. Some completely, some significantly more, but they all want to go farther than the governor. And I represent people in six counties. And as minority leader, you get a lot of contact from all over the state, and it's pretty consistent. But what we have to understand are two things. The governor will not tell anybody what the criteria is for opening up anything. It's not, well, how many deaths per day, how many hospitalizations, how many positive tests. It is between him and Lord only knows who what that criteria is. So the incentive to get there is unknown because we don't know where the goalposts are. You know, Senator Schessler, we received a call earlier on the program, which is what uh, precipitated our reach out to you. Um, We had a caller read something to us that he said that he received from your executive assistant uh, regarding businesses reopening under the stay-at-home, stay-healthy. And this caller said that that communication uh, said that the stay-home, stay-healthy was a recommendation and that if a business wanted to reopen under this current scenario, well, the business can open under the scenario. Now, we thought it was interesting. And then we heard the governor during his press conference asked a direct question about penalties and violations for any business that decided to go against this order. And the governor completely and totally avoided the question. He did not answer it. Well, you know, the original letter was not as clear as it could have been. And our senior legal counsel sent out a follow-up letter to clarify what we could and couldn't do for the people of the state of Washington. And it's unfortunate that it led people to believe that we had more choices than we really do, because I think, you know, I clearly want more choices for 
the people of the state of Washington, especially those struggling small businesses and farms. We're talking with Senator Shessler, Senator Mark Shessler, the Senate Republican leader here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Senator Shessler, uh, we've we've talked before and uh, about the notion that it takes the approval of the four corners to extend the stay home order. And uh, the last time it was extended, you and the other three uh, parts of the four corners uh, approved that that measure today with the announcement that uh, it's going to be another month at least uh, in the stay home order. Were you a part of the Four Corners uh, signing off on this? We were not part of that before, and we are not part of it today, period. We have the ability to sign off on extension of a limited number of proclamations. And we rejected one because it loosened the community supervision for released felons. The rest were industry-supported, pretty common-sense measures. And I can tell you I have some extremely conservative senators. If we were doing anything above and beyond that, people like Phil Fortunato or Mike Patton never would have got along with it. I appreciate the clarification on that. So as it stands right now, um, I guess from from the citizenry, what kind of recourse do they have at this point? Well, I think there's a lot of talk about lawsuits, whether they will pursue litigation, which is slow and costly. I don't know. But the frustration level of the people I hear from has been growing weekly. They they were good with a couple weeks. They may be good for a month. Now we're about six weeks into it. And these are real businesses, real individuals hurting desperately. Uh, talk to a farmer in Franklin County, and they're going to disc up 240 acres of potatoes in his neighborhood today. Another neighbor is going to start disking up potatoes. Our money-making row crop because of lack of demand. This is a real-life situation for one of the major economic drivers in the Columbia Basin, and this person doesn't get it. Well, there's a few things, Senator Shessler, that he doesn't get. We, we've heard him talk, and uh, we've heard him allude to the, the unfortunate loss of life during this pandemic. But we also know there are other numbers that are equally as stressing and equally as grave, and that is suicides are up. Suicides are up in Benton County and Franklin County. Suicides, I'm sure, are up in other parts of the state. The governor has yet to acknowledge the toll on mental health that this is taking on people for someone who claims to be so concerned about the mental health, um, the mental health aspect of human life. Uh, he is he has shown a rather significant ignorance in the mental health aspect of his stay home, stay healthy order and asking people to not associate with each other. Well, the mental health is something I'm really glad you're talking about because we also have to remember there's a physical health. How many thousands of people in this state have had what I believe are significant medical procedures delayed because of this order? 
you know, is it prostate cancer? Is it breast cancer? Is it having your pacemaker tuned up? Is it uh, a trip to the optometrist that might reveal more serious eye problems? There are thousands and thousands of people who have been put at risk for health care of all things. These are the physical and mental health of our people, the economic health, have been ignored in this situation. I mean ignored because people out there are truly hurting. At some point, unemployment funds bottom out. I had a colleague today propose $100,000, up to $100,000 a year guaranteed income for three months, um, and he's serious about it. But yet, what do you tell your neighbor that business is probably going to fail? We're talking with State Senator Mark Schessler, the Senate Republican leader here on the Bottom Line News Radio 610 K. I want to get one more clarification from you, Senator, regarding the Four Corners situation um, and and kind of breaking it down for our listeners um, as far as the the areas of the areas where your approvals need, and the areas not. The stay at home order itself does not need the Four Corners to sign off on, but we that do is correct. We do know that on May fourth and on May 9th, there are certain proclamations that the governor has issued that do run out. Those proclamations would need yourself, Representative Wilcox, Representative Jinkin, and Senator Billig to sign off on, correct? Part of them require the four-corner sign-off, part do not. And some are very, very innocuous. For example, we waive the one-week rule for unemployment because the federal government will pay it. Uh, some regulatory relief to our hospitals, nursing homes, local governments. Very, very innocuous that um, even my most conservative, freedom, freedom-loving members don't have a problem with. We only rejected one, and that was to reduce community supervision of released felons. And we simply didn't agree with it. Are there any of the proclamations that are coming up that fall under the four corners that you and Representative Wilcox have had any conversations about whether or not you may sign off to extend? Well, we have full caucus discussions, and if our caucus doesn't have consensus, we don't go there. And I know Leader Wilcox uh, works for consensus within his ranks. This is not something that leaders do in a vacuum. We have senior legal staff involved, and complete member participation. Unlike the governor's process, which is secretive and uh, changing all the time, we are completely inclusive of every single member of our caucus. State Senator Mark Chesler, Senate Majority Leader, Senate Republican Leader, excuse me, uh, here on the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. Senator, we know there's a lot of people out there that are very frustrated right now. Um, especially hearing what the governor had to say today, what message would you give to your constituents and even those in the 8th Legislative District, the 16th Legislative District, the 13th, the 14th, and 15th that may be listening to this program right now in light of the news today from the governor? They cannot be silent. Uh, The silent majority has to speak, whether it's social media, print media, whether it's talk radio. They cannot be silent any longer because this state is going to face a budget crisis in a matter of weeks or months, and it's being ignored by an out-of-touch governor. 
Senator, we have heard from a number of local businesses that they plan on reopening on Tuesday. We know that Northern Quest Casino in Spokane is reopening. That's because they're on tribal ground, and they do not have to pay attention to the governor's order if they don't want to, which, again, highlights another disparity that exists in business operation under this pandemic. We have heard a number of local businesses that are planning on opening their doors in some way, shape, or fashion under a safe approach on Tuesday. What are the potential problems or what what are the potential ramifications these businesses could face if they open their doors on Tuesday? Well, theoretically, it's a pretty healthy fine. Um, I'm sure the Liquor and Cannabis Board would be happy to seize a liquor license. But we haven't had any clear message whether these are going to be informed, enforced or not. It's really pretty vague. And I actually think that the Kalispell tribe opening up Northern Quest is good for us because it shows that it can be done safely and they've had enough too. And I think the governor has yet to talk about that, but when I talked to the chairman of the tribe, he, he gave me a courtesy call, but the governor of the state would not. And when I talked to him, uh, he had the same frustrations as our listeners on KONA. And they're going to open, and I think Governor explained why this is such a bad idea. They also own Fat Burgers on Francis in Spokane. They own the Spokane Golf and Country Club. Uh, they're going to go open. They're going to be responsible. Uh, I think it sets a good model, and let the governor explain why they shouldn't. And I agree with you, Senator. I think any, I think any of the, if the tribals want to open good for them. It's going to give people a reason to begin to feel some sense of normalcy, even under precautions and safety measures. I I honestly believe if any business wants to do it and they want to do it safely, they deserve to have a chance to keep their livelihood. Well, it's their livelihood. It's our state economy. How are we going to pay for basic education, mental health, higher education, foster care, the developmentally disabled? I mean, we have finally made some inroads in helping those people with developmental disabilities. And with the budget crisis that we foresee, those are the people who are going to suffer while um, the folks in Olympia do just fine. Senator Mark Schessler from the 9th Legislative District, the Senate Republican leader. We appreciate your time today, sir. Thank you for joining us on short notice. And uh, enjoy the wonderful day and enjoy your trip back to the farm. Thank you very much, guys. Senator Mark Chesler joining us. And uh, I think a lot of clarification. Yes. Regarding the four corners, their responsibilities, as well as what the potential risk of a business wants to open could run. But the senator also did say there's been really no clarification on what may or may not happen. And again, the governor himself did not answer that question at all when he was asked. I'm going to share this. It comes from Spokane. There is a huge rally on the steps of the Spokane County Courthouse right now. Representative Matt Shea, okay, say what you will. We all know his backstory. He is calling for businesses in Spokane County to open up on Monday. And there was a thunderous applause when he said that. Again, it's Matt Shea. It's Spokane. I I think any lawmaker that says that is going to get that response right now anywhere on the east side of the state. 
join the show, call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. It is Friday afternoon. Robin Ed hanging with you. Want to get to a bunch of emails uh, that we have and want to start off with the one that was a question that we actually forwarded to uh, Jason Hogue at American Family Insurance. Uh, Jason, of course, big supporter of the program. And when it's an insurance question, where are we going to go? We're going to go to the insurance guy. So if you've got any insurance questions as well, maybe pertaining to business at this point in time, like this question was, go visit Jason's website, jasonhogue.com, Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance. We appreciate him getting back to us on this question. Uh, It was from John who said, regarding Inslee and the shutdown, I've not heard anyone mention what if a business opens anyway, what might be the implications regarding that business's liability insurance if they go against the governor? Jason said, generically speaking, if you're breaking the law, insurance doesn't cover liability. Think of it like this. We cover auto liability for accidents, but we don't cover fines for speeding, which seems to be what this could be. Liability pays for bodily injury and property damage. So there would not be an impact on liability uh, for business, or it wouldn't fall under liability for business. So let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 k What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Yeah, I, I got a question, uh, a comment. Last October, um, I got—I never get sick, and I got dog sick for three days. Uh, tested negative for the flu, tested negative for strep, and they tested me for something else, some bronchial thing, came up negative. It was shortly after that period of the vaping deal. So I was curious to wonder, maybe this coronavirus has been here a lot longer than anybody's even thinking and do we know for sure that deal that was going on with vaping was truly connected to vaping or could have possibly been connected to somebody else? If you look at the symptoms and the problems, they're almost identical to the COVID. It's an interesting identical. Inter- interesting question, interesting theory. Hmm. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. 547 if you Worth want to get involved in the show. Worth looking into. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Steve in Kennewick. Hi, Steve. Good question. The governor said he was going to shut the businesses down. Governor didn't say anything about it. No, he, he avoided didn't... the question altogether. He avoided the question about any penalties for businesses that uh, defied his orders. He was asked point blank, and he went right around it. Okay, well, I was just going to say, instead of you know, shutting down, if that's what he's thinking, why not just fine him several thousand dollars a day today or a week till they get it right? I mean, if people want to stay open, let them. Not a big deal. If they want to shut down and, and save their business for later, it's great. You know, either way. It, it all comes down to personal choice. Yeah. It all comes down to personal choice and whatever happens in that regard. Got a few more emails we want to get off to you, Dean and Kennewick. What happens when Trump proclaims by executive order all businesses and workers are to be essential? Well, the Department of Homeland Security put auto dealers on that list over a week ago. Inslee's done nothing on it. Kyle in Kennewick said, we're a small catering company dependent on events, farmers markets, and local businesses to make a living. I can't see any light at the end of the tunnel. This extension is now a snowball rolling out of control. Andy in Kennewick said, shut the pass down so the west side can't get their vegetables. Marie <laughs> in Prosser, what about the impact of mental health of being called non-essential over and over again? It's having an impact on people. It absolutely is, Marie. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. We're going back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? 
Hi, this is Walt from Benton City. What's going on, Walt? Well, I really have to say the creeping hand of authoritarianism is descending on all of us. I listened to the governor's speech this afternoon, and uh, locally speaking, at best, it seems like his message was buried in bureaucracy. For example, I obtained and read a copy of the newly passed blasting ordinance in Kennewick, and while it can't outright prohibit such work, it can make it so expensive and cumbersome that blasting would be the last choice and absolutely impossible for smaller projects. And I could compare this to the governor's failure to consider that the cure might be worse than the disease. In in other words, we have people calling the shots who really don't understand or have the knowledge to regulate what what they are doing. In my opinion, I, I think an overreaction can sometimes be worse than no reaction. I don't disagree with you all on any of it, especially when you're talking about the fact that he has acted so differently than so many other governors. Country there are, there are states in this country that acted later than Washington State and are opening earlier than Washington State. So what this governor is looking at, he's not looking at the CDC data. We can tell you that right now. No, because we have looked at the We CDC. have the CDC data. We're looking at the CDC data. In fact, we even mentioned to Senator Schessler off the air that his staff should look at the CDC data as well. The CDC has four different charts, four, four, different, four different columns lined out of data beginning the week of February 1st all the way through the week of April 11th, 2020. You're going to be shocked when you hear this. Again, this is the CDC. This isn't some company that we're mentioning that nobody's heard of in the state of Washington that's providing data for the governor. This is the CDC, Centers for Disease Control. COVID-19 deaths, just COVID-19 deaths, just COVID-19 deaths. Total, from the first reported deaths the last week of February in 2020, through the week of April 11th, 2020, 11,356. Nationwide. Nationwide. Those are the COVID-19 attributed deaths. Just COVID-19. Deaths with pneumonia, influenza, or COVID-19, 54,217. So you tell me what numbers are what. That's a column that's got three different things that could potentially cause death, particularly in a respiratory fashion. Pneumonia, influenza, COVID-19. All three of those elements combined. 54,000 deaths. Just COVID-19, 11,356. This is CDC data. CDC data. By the way, you know what else that's awfully interesting? Also from the CDC, the first week of the year, we were on a similar pace for the flu season as we were last year, 2018-2019. We had about 4,000 deaths the first week of January that we had culminated 4,000. We were up to 4,000. Then in the second week, it started to go down. And it went down in the third week. It went down in the fourth week, to the fifth week, to the sixth week. To By the way, we were on pace to coming completely under the amount of deaths that we were seeing peaking in 2018, 2019. For the flu. For the flu. 
The flu statistics have crashed. Absolutely crashed. There were there were about 2,250 flu deaths reported in the 11th week of 2020. You know what that same number was last year, Ed? What? 4,000. 4,000 deaths of the flu. Now, did everybody all of a sudden not get the flu? Or did they all get COVID? Or did everybody get COVID-19? Everybody that died of something died of COVID-19. Or at least the ones that maybe previously would have been documented as flu were moved over to the COVID column. Now, again, this is from the CDC. This is not pulled out of anything. This is not from some alternative science source. This is not from some unverifiable fort. You can find this for yourself on the CDC's website of these numbers. These are the numbers that Governor Inslee doesn't want you to see. These are the numbers that other people that are more interested in spreading fear and keeping you in your house don't want you to see. These are the real numbers. This is the actual data. Go look it up. Find out for yourself. Those are the numbers. What a day. We've got one more segment. We do. It's too easy. I can't. I can't put him on the donkey of shame again. I can't do it. It's like he's going to get super glued to the seat. I can't do it again. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Welcome back to The Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610. If you want to get involved, we went back and checked out the CDC website again. They have updated the data as of today. As of today, they have updated the data and... We are at 37,308 total just COVID-19 related deaths, pneumonia, influenza, COVID-19, 90,165. So there are there are definite interesting discrepancies depending on what you see and where you're seeing what's coming out. You're up on the bottom line news radio 610K and what's your name where are you calling from? Uh, I'm from Moses Lake. What's on your mind, sir? Well, with Hensley, he's showing more and more his incompetency. How can we try and get this clown impeached or recalled? We can't. He has to. In order to get, you can't impeach in the state. And in order for him to get recalled, you need to get petitions, you need to get signatures, and you need to get, uh, you need to prove malfeasance or misfeasance. And we are not quite there yet. So Johns Hopkins, and here's what's even more interesting, okay? Johns Hopkins, which was the first uh, big coronavirus dashboard that was out there, is saying the total deaths of coronavirus in the United States are 64,789. Yet the CDC has a completely different number than they do. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? I'm kind of with the other guy. I think that uh, maybe most people don't. I think he's overstepped his bounds, Inslee has way overstepped uh you know i mean i guess seattle's one thing but you can't always treat the west side and the east side the same i don't believe and you know as a east side guy born and raised i kind of get tired of being treated like a bunch of garbage because i'm technically a hillbilly or whatever we're supposed to be over here 
<laughs> well, we're all hillbillies then. And, you know, it, it appreciate the call. And it, it should be noted that at one point during his news conference, he pulled up a bunch of data from King County. I was just going to say that all the data he referenced is all data referring to King County, nowhere else in the state. Which has been hardest hit since day one. We all know that. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Rod from Richland. Hi, Rod. And uh, got a comment and a question for you. Um, I know earlier in the program you had talked about, you know, uh, Inslee probably, you know, could possibly face some political, you know, uh, repercussions because of this and that we need to speak up. But, you know, you look at each one of all the governors in their respective states, they're either going to do one of two things. They're either going to look out after the betterment of their state despite politics, or they will look out for the welfare of their state purely politically for themselves. And I think Inslee falls into the second uh, second one because a person uh, like Inslee who's doing these things with no apparent, I, I guess, using the data for his own benefit the way I see it is – He's doing what he's doing because he feels like he is, he's not touchable. In other words, he's assuming that um, I can do what I want to do uh, by stringing this out now another 30 days. And in the process, I, I'm still not worried about reelection because I know I'll get reelected. So he's given himself permission because he has no accountability at the ballot box. So I think that's driving him as well because he, he knows he can do this, or at least he thinks he can with no accountability. That's true. Appreciate the call, Rod. Let's go take one more call. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, fellas. Dan from Kennewick. What's up, Dan? Hey, uh, this whole thing couldn't have been better timing because I had just heard uh, from someone in their industry yesterday evening, and I thought this was the biggest baloney, that that they're um, all of a sudden some of these uh, deaths other than COVID actually are being tagged as COVID so that they can um, bump the numbers for more government money. And I just thought, you know, this is just BS, and then here you go today. So um, it, it, this isn't money-driven, is it? <laughs> Appreciate the call. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've heard that. I, I I don't know. That is really, really, really hard to prove. That has been in the back of my mind. I got to be honest that, you know, have we are we seeing inflated numbers uh, to, you know, for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, to incite more fear than is reasonably uh, expected in a situation like this. Uh, is there are there inflated numbers again, like the last caller said, to receive more government funding? We all know that when it comes down to it, uh, the allocation of money will go to the state's hardest hit. But here's the funny thing: we had the first alleged case in the state of Washington, and now there's some question as to whether or not California had one before us. But let's say for sake of argument that we had the first case and we were the epicenter for a little bit of time. The state mm -hmm. of Washington was and specifically the Puget Sound. We're so far down the list now in the number of cases. And yes, I know every case is a person and every fatality is a person and a family. That's not what we're arguing here. We're arguing big picture. And 
we still have under 900 deaths in the state of Washington in how many months since since mid-January? Uh, when this uh, January 21st was the first documented case in the state, it was over on the west side. January 21st, so now we're we're past the, the not quite three and a half months, and under 900 deaths. Again, it is a tragedy. All those deaths are a tragedy. Big picture, how does that compare to a normal? flu season in the state and you want to talk about the goalpost being moved nobody seems to be able to give a straight answer to that question locally or at the state level we're all going to be stuck until well until we do something about it and I'm not, no. please don't take it no, the wrong no, way. No torches, no, no torches, pitchforks. No pitchforks, no violence, no anything. No. Until we start to reopen our businesses. Until we let the governor know that, you know what, we've had enough. You work for us. You work for us. We don't work for you. We are not your servants. You are our public servant.